It's Cliff and Kindle time. Sure, 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 sure. I know, I know, Tell mama, tell mama all. You know I'm close, I keep my promises. Cliff, you're burping up pills, pickle, vehicles. Always listen when you talk to me. I'll always hear you. Yeah. Oh, do you know the theme song? Name the theme song. Days of Our Lives. No, Kendall. That was the theme song from Ellen. All right, now name this one. Oh. Every day I live and live and more oh, uh, and more and more. Good old Lucy. Every day. Life with Lucy. Opportunity knocks at my day. door. Every day. We're, Cliff, we're moving into the Halloween season, and it's scary that you keep singing it. <laughs> every day. Oh, you sing it every then, day. Of course, the best... Best theme song ever. The best, one of the best I mean, songs. Good. It bears ever. repeating. One of the best pieces of art ever. I'm moving on from Lucy. I'm mo- now segueing to. Uh-oh. Give me a break. Now I know what it takes. Putting a new face on the old one. Ready for anything. Playing with fate. Not a moment too late. Showing the whole world nothing can get me down. Would you give me a break and tell listeners where we are? We're at the strip mall. We're at the grand opening of something. I wish you'd fill in these blanks. I would love to, Cliff. It's Pickles and Cream. That's where we're at. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a new uh, store uh, just uh, opening uh, here uh, in our strip mall. They're one of our uh, fellow, what do you call it? Fellow uh, entrepreneurs. 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 Ah. I don't have a store, so I'm just an entrepreneur <laughs> hanger on. But we're here, Mrs. Potter, Butter, Butter, Charlie, Mr. Snodbottom. Of course, they were asked to come along to the grand opening, give some, you know, special blessings and business advice as the proprietor of and proprietress of Mrs. Potter, Butter, Butter, Charlie's Butter, Charlie, Pottery and Butter. You know, they were they're here lending sort of their celebrity cred here at the Rye Blossom plaza where all the stores are just you know out like stars in the night tonight today it's really three in the afternoon we're all here we're all here and kendall's here as well and i'm i'm sure they 
I'm sure they asked for my help as well there. So I'll, I'll, I'll ask Mrs. Potter. I'm sure they wanted to hear from me as well. What did the, what do you think they wanted to hear from you about? Well, because I'm the store owner here in the sh- in the strip mall as well. You have a store? Cliff, we're not. Let's move on. We've already dis- oh, established that. Oh, the KKK, that. the curtains and cabinet Cliff, it store. Is not- Oh it's CCC, yeah, okay. sorry, anyway. the CCC store. That sounds like it's a Spanish store, and you're saying yes, yes, yes. I don't it's know. It's like if the Triple C. Call the Triple C. Triple C. Anyway, and, uh, Cliff, Kendall. Yes. That is not what we're talking about. No. We're not, talk, we're not continuing to talk about the name of my store, which has been doing pretty well lately, uh, as of late. How? It's oh, not either. It's, it's, it's certainly it is? You, don't, you didn't have anybody to cover while you're here, and you just closed down. Yes, I did. I, Cliff, I told you I hired that woman from the school. She is filling in for me, Mrs. Uh, what's her name? Mrs. Uh, Cavity. I'm glad that you know the name of your one employee. That's. I hope she's been, just been hired. Okay. But things, things are selling. Things are selling. Things are selling. Yes, all kind of things. So anyway, maybe I, have, I maybe you've changed stock. I don't know. All right, Kendall, what? Well, I bought this from my store. I bought it just today. You bought this that? book. This. Yes, it's an old historic book called Witchcraft Glyph, oh. and I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking up some stuff for our show today. It's a very witchy show, witchy show today. Ooh. We've got tips and tricks for witchcraft in the beginning, and then a witchcraft song countdown. I've got so many witch songs, Kendra. Which songs will I choose for the countdown? Which witch? Which witch? I have so many on my list. Wait and find out. Bursting at the same. Like a bag full of witches. Oh, Cliff, there are some things bursting at the seams over there for sure. Oh. <sighs> Pantaloons. Kendall. <laughs> p- we're at pick- p- pickles and cream. And what did you have? Did you get the free sample that they were giving out? Oh, no. No, no, no. I went straight for the big one, Cliff. I got the full deal. Uh, it's a deal. It's hollowed out. And it's just, they jam pack ice cream in it. So it's like, it's, it's even harder than a pickle. When you have it. And so you bite into it, you get a little bit of pickle, a little bit of ice cream. Mm. It was good. Cookie dough ice cream mixed with sweet pickle is the is the right combination, I'm just saying. Oh, no, no, no. I got the chocolate mint fudge with just the little... Settle this for me. We, of course, do not say midget as a person anymore. We say that for, little, say, little people. And I'll have everybody yes. know, I'll have you all know... That I don't care who you are, if I hear you call a person a midget, I correct you. I become a teacher with a red ink pen, and I tell you how it really is that we don't say it anymore. Do we still say it about pickles, though? The mid, the sweet little, you know, the mini ones. Do they call them? Do they still call those midgets? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to ask the pickle people here at the store. (laughs) But I had those, the the little ones, and they're on the chocolate mint fudge, and that's the way to go. I I don't, I don't know that something about jamming that huge pickle in my mouth. Yeah, what? It was like a topping, or is like mixed in? No, I didn't get a mixed in candle. This is Maggie Moo's. It's just a topping. They just sprinkle (laughs) them on. Oh, oh, I just clarify, just clarify, because I got the big deal. So I, you know, because I am kind of a big deal. You're a big dud. Kendall, this show is about <laughs> witchcraft. <laughs> and I would love for you to give some tips and tricks. You got it. To the you witches out there. Ocus bocus indeed, Kendall. Well, Cliff, this... Okay, first of all, I want to start by telling you how to ward off those evil people that are coming after you to keep you safe against the wicked, just in case. Let's start off with that. Uh-oh. So it says in here, the wicked who would do me harm... 
may he take the throat disease. Oh. <laughs> Globularly, spirally, circularly, fluxy, pelletly, horn grim, be it harder than stone, be it blacker than coal. I guess you recite this. Uh, be it swifter than the duck, be it heavier than the lead. Oh. That, that will keep you safe from evil people trying to get around you. Oh, oh! What's funny when you recited that Charles the contractor over there? He was just started clutching his throat like so. Like he's like, oh, Ooh, oh, hold on, I'm gonna need to bookmark. Oh wait, no, no, no! Crockpot is behind him, giving him the hum. Oh, that was a huge pickle that flew into that woman's ice cream. It was stuck in his throat. It's Ooh. just a pickle in his throat, Kendall. It wasn't your witch witch spell. Oh, somebody tell that woman not to eat that ice oh, cream. Oh, she just. She just ate it. Looked like all the other pickles. No way to discern which one it was. Well, Kendall, if you know, yes, which that is, could is be an omen. An omen. An omen. What are the omens? Yeah. like with the the Gregory Peck film. Well, an omen. No omens, Cliff. They're lot. They've passed down over centuries. You know, they they will say like, for instance, like to see an animal in an unexpected place indicates finding of a treasure. That's that's an omen. That's a Good omen. Is that really an omen? Bad omens too. That's sort of like the uh, just a metaphor for seeing the animal. The, the animal is Let's, the treasure. Debunk. I'm holding the I'm holding the ancient book of witchcraft right here, and it says it right under good omens. I'm inter- I'm interpreting it. I'm Let's not, look at a bad omen. Uh oh. Let's Bo- look at a bad omen. Born under Let's a bad see. sign. I've been down since I began to crawl. Sorry, my perfect pitch made me realize that, of course, podcast listeners know that my album, in parentheses, out everywhere, meaning it's been released on our podcast feed, all 12 been hit songs. It has been dropped. It's dropped the other day, and it bounced to the top of uh, some chart somewhere. I'm sure we're awaiting all the charts. But anyway, Kendall, I want everybody to know that it's just a labor of love between DJ Drywall, a.k.a. Charles the Contractor, and myself, and it's just fun for most of the family, and I, I just dedicate it to the world and all the people suffering in the world, and I hope that my music and my perfect pitch can do something, can get us a little bit towards healing the world. Kendall? Gonna be a better place. Anyway, what were you saying about pickles? Bad omens. All right. <laughs> Black cats meowing at midnight. It's a bad omen and foretells a death. No. Debug. Yeah. Kendo, um, you can't be spreading this black cat hatred. You're going to get them all killed on Devil's Night. That's a myth. I, I want a black cat, Cliff. I want one. Cliff, um, it um, is um, to throw um, a um, throw away a piece of bread is an indication of carelessness and brings bad luck. So to break up your bread into crumbs. No, that just is a way of saying don't <laughs> no. waste the bread. <laughs> Cliff, all the you, why are you so against the witch community? I, I'm how dare you? Pro on witch. Uh, listen, nobody's more pro witch than me. Okay. Uh, Cliff, did so you know pro-witch. if you are having hearing problems, you just go get some of the grease from the church bells and you put them behind your ear, and that'll bring back your hearing. Oh, that sounds like would it oh, make witchy it spell ding too much? Would there be just too much dinging? Too much dinging. That's what they say about our show. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of reviews have mentioned the dinging, and, and we don't care a little much, but we like it, so we're keeping keeping it. Keeping yep. the dinging. Now, Kendall, you know, if you're if you're going to be a witch yourself, you need a little altar. I got a little altar. Do you? Yeah. 
It's where I keep all my food. No, Kendall, that's called a kitchen. Do you have a witch (laughs) altar for your spells? You who claim to be a witchy business owner, that's where you have your little pentagram on the floor or whenever. You could put it in a notebook. You could have a paper altar with signs of the moon or... I would have signs of, you know, Madonna, Dolly, Jake, Gyllenhaal, and Rosie. Because those are sort of my north, south, east, and west that I wake up to and I say thank you to the forces that created these powerful beings. I don't need earth, wind, fire, and water when I have Madonna, Dolly, Jake, and Rosie. But that's for my altar. But your own altar could be whatever, Kendall. Well, I'll have to work on setting up my altar. It's it's someone praying in front of an altar in here, dude. I'm so excited to hear that. (laughs) I hope that that you're throwing your knees down on the floor in front of the altar and turning your lives over to Christ, boys. Is that what this Uh, episode is all about? (laughs) Wonderful news. Something like that. It's, you know, it's about a lot of things. There's a lot of subtext going on. No need to really get into it. Yeah, we talk about a lot of things. We know a little bit about a lot of things. Now, Mrs. Potter, but a better turn. You are here giving the pickle manager uh, just all the secret tips to success in the strip mall. Is this true? Are the rumors true? Well, dear, you know, after having two successful stores, one in the Falkland Islands and one here in Busheltown, you know, People do seek out those that have successful businesses to ask questions to. Oh, yes. So, yes, the rumors are true, dear. Yes, Sugarlum. You know, tongues have been wagging all around town about you and your successful businesses all over the world. Well, did, did since, they ask about yeah, me talking well, to them as well? Mr. They Potter? asked about you, Candleboy. They surely did. They mentioned you. They said, why are those two large men sitting over there in that glass booth taking up valuable customer space <laughs> here during our grand opening? Well, if I told you they were mentioning us. No, well, I said your ears were burning, and you said, no, it's because I got sunburned and I was outside. No, no, just tell them we're here just doing the show, and our show is listened to. It is listened to by twos and threes of people all over the world just all over you know and speaking of in parentheses my album maybe they want to sell some of my cds up by the cash register you know how starbucks they have cds and certainly more people are going to come in here than come in kindle store so they would get a lot more eyeballs on the discs so could you talk to them you're right about one thing you never know until you ask so maybe we should check (laughs) (laughs) yes Uh, but i wouldn't get my hopes too far up there (laughs) no probably not but it wouldn't hurt (laughs) and with a good recommendation from mrs putter 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 churn i think the sky's the limit Oh, well, oh, yes, please. Dear, and I'll see what I can do. <laughs> please give me a recommendation. Please, please, please. And, oh, you know, so I, I wanted to also share with you guys, I, while the album is going to just shoot up whatever charts it's eligible for, I'm still working on getting, you know, different people to hear it in different ways. And so I've worked with another DJ, not DJ Drywall, but DJ Tipjar, who he's the bartender down at a smack over gay bar. It's called Rooster Cockbutts. 
And we have worked out a remix of one of the great songs from my new album, in parentheses. It's a remix of Who, then in parentheses, is coming up behind you. And it's called the John Wilkes Booth Dub. And I think it's just going to, you know, I'm going to ship it down to the Rooster Cockbutts. And it's just going to also fly whatever chart that might happen to be eligible for. All the gays are dancing to in Smackover this weekend, if I have anything to say about it. So tell the pickle people that when you are giving them the good big self to put my album up there. You can put it right by the straws. Oh, well, I'll see if I can't do that justice, dear, but I don't know if I can sell it as well as you did. <laughs> it, oh, no. it sure comes off as a blast. <laughs> oh, yes, it might be slightly offensive to have a dance song about an assassin of a U.S. president. <laughs> I can see how some people might be greatly offended by that, but whatever, boys. <laughs> All uh, right. Well, if they're offended by yeah. that. Alright. Oh, there's Crockpot. She's signaling that she wants another pickle. Yeah, for another frozen pickle. So maybe you guys could go help her with that. Oh, yes, dear. I would love a frozen pickle. That sounds like a wonderful treat. Alright. Uh, listen here. I've got some great ideas to help your store pickle people. Oh, yes, and just make sure you put frosting. Oh, okay. Uh, Back to witchcraft. Witchcraft. (laughs) Not craft macaroni and cheese. Not craft of some other sort, but the witchcraft, the craft of witches. What else about witches, Kendall, do you have to tell us from that old book? Well, Cliff, you know how you can improve your memory, an old witch spell to improve your memory? Take that uh, echinacea. No, that's modern witchcraft. Mm. No, this is ancient witchcraft, and I should probably do this. You can uh, take hold of an anthill. And then you put it in a bag and boil the same for six hours in a kettle of water. You draw this water up uh, uh, into bottles and distill it in the sun. And with the water, you wash the weak and dull head. And if the disease is very bad, you bathe the patient in this water. Kendall, you are advocating mass ant murder. You might as well be singing Charles Manson songs over Look, here. I'm not advocating anything. I'm reading this ancient book, and who knows? Maybe people come across an anthill, and they're like, oh, look, this is vacated. This is one I could use for my for my spell. It's just no wonder people list Harvey Weinstein, Woody Allen, Kendall, all in the same <laughs> breath. Nobody just, lists that. <laughs> three, the Taliban. They just put them all together. And I'm trying to help you, Kendall. I want to help redo your image the way I redid the music scene with my album in parentheses. Cliff, I I can neither condone nor uh, support anything in an old ancient witchcraft book, Cliff. I'm just reading what the ancient spell book says. You're not going to want to hear how to make yourself invisible. It's a multi-step process. I do want to. Not unless it just takes a long time. Is it interesting how to make yourself invisible? Oh, it's interesting. I'm, then I, can, I'm I can make it fast, but it's interesting. That's what I. That's what. Yeah. 
Cliff, you have to it's begin. Too the late for that's what she said, Jokes. I know. You know it's I know. De- you begin the operation on a Wednesday before the sun rises. You start right. with seven black beans. Do you have seven black beans, Cliff? I have black bean hummus in the refrigerator, so it's, it's got probably close it, enough. That's more than seven beans were mashed sure it's into close it. Enough. Okay, take next the head of a dead man. Place one of the beans in his mouth. So I guess you can just put a little of the paste in there. Uh, two in his eyes and one in his ear. Draw a figure of personal magical significance upon his forehead. In, uh, inter the head with the face toward heaven and every day before sunrise for the space of nine days, water it with excellent brandy, Cliff. Do you have any excellent brandy? No, but I, what I'll do, here's what I'll do, Kendall. I'm just going to make this recipe work. I've, I've got the head of a dead man. It oh, doesn't have any, doesn't have any batteries in it, so it can't go like it normally should. It's probably so better I, for it not to do that. Well, maybe that's true. But you know, there's him, and he, he does have eyes still. And you draw. What do you do on the on the head of it? On the forehead? You draw a figure of personal or magical significance. All right, so we're going to draw a big. There's the balls and the shaft. And all right. All right. So got that, and then I okay, boil now, it with an anvil. No, you in, no. you inter it into the ground uh, with the head facing toward heaven. All right, I'll and do that. every day before sunrise, you water it with excellent brandy. Oh, oh, what I'll do because I don't know how, I don't know about brandy, but I, I'll just sing Brandy, you're a fine girl, what a good there you go. wife. You that's excellently sung, you have Brandy. Brandy. Every day, every day <laughs> at sunrise, easy, uh, and easy. then. On the eighth day, a spirit, sighted spirit, will say unto you, What dost thou? And you shall reply, I am watering my plant. He will then say, Give me that bottle. I will water it myself. You, Cliff, you will answer by refusing. No. And he will again ask you, but you will persist in declining until he Uh -uh. stretches forth his hand and shows you suspended from the tips of his fingers the same figure that you traced upon his head. Uh In this case... You will know it's the spirit of the dead man's head. All right. And then you will give him a vial of water. Oh, okay. And then he will depart. And on the morrow, which is the ninth day, you shall return and you will find your beans ripe. You'll take them, put them in your mouth, and then look yourself in a mirror. And you will not be able to see yourself, Cliff. You will be invisible in just those few easy steps. (gasps) And you too, listeners, can do that. With just beans and a head. I think that's uh, remarkable. Kendall, I think finally you've it's turned remarkable. the corner. You're giving good tips on the witchcraft show. I knew you were going to like it. I mean, I had some like that, but they were long, so I didn't want to bore you. But this is, you know, a lot of pickles and a lot of ice cream. I see several pregnant ladies here. Do you see this? Do you think there's a Lamaze class nearby? I don't know. Maybe, like, there's a yoga studio nearby we didn't know about. Oh, I wish there was a yogurt studio. Um, Ooh, I wish yogurt. If it's hot yoga, I'm not interested at all. No, I don't like hot yogurt. Kendall, uh, I want to hear one more witchcraft tip before we move on to something else that's not a witchcraft tip. All right, Cliff. Well, I want you to make sure that you never leave your oven empty. It's bad luck. When you're not using uh, it, you want to put a piece of wood in there. And that you will always have something to eat and bake. Oh, well, here's what I've done is I just never clean the oven. So all of the things that have melted are just still there on the bottom. So it is definitely 
Not empty. Look at, look at you finding all the witchcraft tips. Helpful. Oh, that's no joke. Kendall, neither is the next segment called Deer. Cliff and Kendall. Oh, you got questions. We've we got, got answers. answers. Deer. Cliff and Oh, my goodness. I'm so sad. I have so many Halloween decorations out, even though it's very early for some, but I, it's very late for me. And I just haven't put the batteries in them yet. And it just... <laughs> but that'll make it more special when I do in, you know, yeah. mid-September. You'll, you'll be powering up the Halloween spirit. Powering up. Oh, gosh. Oh, look, I had witchcraft tips, too, but you've just got so many. There's really no reason. <laughs> All right, oh, this is not a stick, though. This is a... Oh, it's a letter is what it is. Oh, oh, no. That was a lot of confetti in that envelope. I'm not sure what... Why they did that? Confetti. Not, not a party invitation. Dear Cliff and Kendall, my husband and I disagree about our arrangements after we die. I would love to be cremated and scattered at a location with wonderful memories, like a lake or some kind of pond. Kendall and Cliff, he wants a full funeral with 25 pallbearers and to be buried in our hometown eight hours away from where we have lived for the last 20 years. Cliff and Kendall, I don't have a lot of love for our hometown, and I am estranged from my family, and I think they're strange. And when I asked why he would want to be buried there so far away with the weirdos all around, he joked that his kids won't come to visit him anyway, so at least his high school friends that are idiots can come to the cemetery, drink a beer, and toast him. And he didn't even think about how they'll probably piss right on his grave, Cliff and Kendall. I don't want to waver from being cremated. I feel the land, though it is your land and my land, it is a land for the living. But I also worry it could be regarded as odd to not be buried in the same plot with old what's-his-name, my husband. Now, I joke, like a regular Eddie Murphy, that I hope I die first because I don't want to have to honor his wishes. <laughs> it's not a joking matter, though, Cliff and Kendall, and I'd appreciate advice about our disagreement. And that, oh, that's disagreeing in downtown Busheltown. Kendall, what what do they do? Well, Cliff, they call it a final wish for a reason. Oh. I think, I, think uh, I mean, and this is this is a little personal about me too, but I think everybody has the right to do whatever they want to do. When they die, let them do it. If, if it's something stupid, let them do it. If you want to be shot into space, shoot them into space. If you want to be buried in a mushroom suit, get buried in a mushroom suit. Whatever, whatever you want to do, it's your prerogative. So I say, honor his wishes. I don't, I don't think it's weird that people are not buried next to each other. You're dead, you're gone. Who cares? Kendall takes the Bobby Brown response that it's your prerogative. Do what you want to do, <laughs> and I think that's. Don't you agree, Cliff? I, I have so many different feelings. Kendall doesn't take into account how layered I am in my emotions. I think that. People should do whatever they want, but then also it's like, well, you're dead, and if he dies first, what's the DM? If she's like, yeah, yeah, huge funeral, it's just buried. Out. You should ought to see the tombstone. Just then, just cremate it. Who cares? He's not gonna know. The important thing would be him before he died, being happy with what he imagined might happen. <laughs> so you just. Lull him into a false sense of security cliff until he's dead. Yeah. I mean, so, so I'm saying, hey, either way, I'm easy. 
Alright, Kendo, is that a letter over there in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? It's the letter. Oh, good. Here we go. Alright, dear Cliff and Kendall, my soulmate, Ted, is marrying another woman. When we met 10 years ago, we fell madly in love. We had absolutely everything in common, but couldn't take our relationship to the next level because we were both married at the time. Ted's huh. wife eventually left him for another man, but we still couldn't be together as, as I was still married. During that time, he met a woman named Shelly, and I eventually got divorced because my husband left me for another woman, but I still couldn't be with Ted because now he was with Shelly. Oh, Cliff, are you following all this? We are perfect for each other in every way, but our paths could never come together. Ted has admitted they have nothing in common, and he's not in love with her, but he feels he has an obligation since she has been there for so long. I'm devastated at the thought of losing my soulmate again. I don't want him, I want, I don't want him to marry her. Help! And that signs such bad timing in Busheltown. Kendall. I have a three-word response. Do you, I want you to guess the three words. I don't care. No. You get two uh, more chances. Leave him alone. No. <laughs> I don't know. No, although that was also three words. These three words that are the response are them's the breaks. Alright, Kendall, that's the end of Dear Cliff and Kendall for this week. Now, witchcraft. Did I have anything to say about witchcraft? Probably not. Did you? Do you have anything left to say about witchcraft? Uh, only if you got another 40 minutes. Kendall, I've got all the time in the world. I have 90,000 witch songs I'm about to count down. We're about to have to just extend this episode to be five <laughs> hours long. Now, Kendall, I know some witch symbols. Not witch symbols, W-I-C, no, W-H-I, W, the other one. Some witchy symbols, like Winifred Sanderson. Salt. What is, do you know what a circle of salt does? Yes, it will protect you from, from evil spirits and negative entities, right? Oh, yes. You can also make a line of salt along a door or a windowsill to make it impassable. Now, do you know what iron does? Makes from vampires. No, Kendall, it builds strong bones and teeth. Now, iron, <laughs> the metal, it symbolizes the pure will and repels evil. So imagine if you had salt oh. and iron. What if you dipped a salt in iron and or an iron in salt? And, you know... <laughs> Because it's oh, it's also said this, Kendall. You might not have known this. Three iron nails driven into the frame of a door or window block malevolent spirits from passing. <gasps> and it's also said that most spirits are unable to cross a railway line because the iron forms an, an impenetrable wall for them. They must instead use a bridge. What about or all a those tunnel. stories about spirits walking along the? Railroad. They were they were walking along. I guess they didn't. Oh, I guess they weren't crossing. Cross. They were stuck in the middle. They couldn't go anywhere. They had spikes on either side. <gasps> yes. Oh, Kendall, the pentacle. Do you know what the five pointed star symbolizes? Uh, I did know that. I know it's supposed to like point toward the west or something. No, nothing like that. <laughs> Kendall, it's symbolizes. I got it right here in the witchcraft book somewhere. Tell us. It symbolizes the five elements. What are the five elements? 
something. I got it here. Salt is one of them. Now, fire, some evil spirits fear fire. Not the fire demons, but the other ones. Especially the spirits related to water or ice. So if you got a water witch, you can just light some candles. She'll run away back to the water. Finally, kindle the broom, the broom of the witch. It's a symbol for what? You would love this. Uh, for cleaning. Cleaning, cleansing, and placing a broom by the door prevents weak-ass punk bitch spirits from entering. If a particularly dangerous spirit enters the house, a broom will fall to the ground Ooh. as an alarm. So watch do you think out. That's why, do you think that's why the broom closet is usually like right at the front next to the door? So, you, so if you hear a broom falling, you know somebody's, yeah, something's coming in. Yeah. A good warning system. Important stuff. Important stuff. Better than Brinks. Better than Brinks. Kendall, do you have oh. any other other things that you need to tell us about witchcraft? Cliff, um, it is considered bad luck to see your face in a mirror by candlelight. So, don't do it. But I look so good in <laughs> candlelight. Oh, and to spill salt on the table. And this is what... Now, you know, a lot of these that I'm reading in here... Our things on Mother Dear. Uh-huh. Like, if you spill salt, you got to throw that salt over your shoulder. Bad luck. Well, that's just old superstition. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I know, but like, and if you come home, my mother would say like, oh, if you come home, you got to sit down for five seconds if you've forgotten something or else it's bad luck. Like, all these things. Uh, uh, if you're uh, bat, if a bat flies in your home, it's a harbinger of rain. Uh, oh, the first cake taken out of an oven should be broken, not cut. Otherwise, all the rest of the cake baked that day will be soggy oh that's a good one you ought to tell well the erotic bakery let them know that Ooh, we better let them know we wouldn't want any of their erection cakes to fall kendall i've got to take a break and i've got to go over there there's already a line for the men's room so let's take a break and get some more pickles and ice cream yeah i'm gonna get another big deal all right just we'll be right uh, back yeah. after this all right you know what i always say to belch is human to forgive divine stay tuned for more Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. Know what? Montgomery Ward just keeps on name dropping. Maytag, GE, Lazy Boy. I'm talking your favorite brand names at low prices every day. Like Gitano, Michelin, and Friday and Saturday only, hundreds of items are dropping in home ideas. That's one third to one half off during our furniture sale. Plus get extra discounts of 50 to $150 before home ideas furniture sale ends Saturday at Montgomery Ward. And we're back. It's Cliff and Kindle time. Welcome 
back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, Kendall, it's just a magical time. It being our listeners' magic time, after all, when our show mm. is on. And it's a magical time of year, whatever, it's in September, and it's a perfect time to count down the best, which songs are thrilled. Yes, it is. Sorry, Cliff. I'm, I'm finishing my ice cream. Your Over ice here. cream? I got the pickle-flavored ice cream this time. Oh, what, are those big chunks pickles in there? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, they got... Yeah, they got it's it's like a a chunky ice cream. It's good though. You didn't try this one, did you? Did you I sample it? no, I didn't sample that one. I thought you of I all people you eat bubblegum ice cream. I, well, do they have bubblegum? Do they have bubblegum? Oh, I hope not. Oh, I hope so. I'm gonna, <laughs> if they have a suggestion <laughs> right, box, I'm gonna put that in there. Yes. Which song? Which the songs about witches? I already said which. Songs. Which songs will make? The oh, countdown. which songs will make the witch song okay. countdown? I, okay, okay, I've got my space coin. So many. There's so many there's songs. So many. My, All right, Cliff. A lot of times. I'm gonna call it a tail for what a witch sits it, on on her broom. It's heads, Cliff. It's you heads look. to the head of the class. All right, Kendall. That means you that get means to I start, start us number off. six on the countdown, Cliff. Marie Laveau. The most famous of all the voodoo queens that ever existed is uh, Marie Laveau down in Louisiana. A lot of weird, ungodly tales about Marie. She's supposed to have a lot of magic potions and spells and curses. Down in Louisiana where the black trees grow Lives a voodoo lady named Marie Laveau She got a black cat tooth and a mojo bone You know this. <laughs> I love the way you build build it up and get us ready for it. Susan must just be f- thrilled with the foreplay situation in your house. Uh, Kendall, uh, who sings the Marie Louveau song? Cliff, that's Bobby Bone. I mean, Bobby Bones. Bobby Bones! Bobby Bear, not Bobby Bones. Uh, my brain just completely changed it and wouldn't accept who really sang it. Bobby Bear. Bobby Bear. Are you are you familiar with this song? I'm, first of all, I'm unfamiliar, but I like that it references was was it Angela Bassett, Marie Laveau in American Horror Story? Yeah, no, it's yeah, that's it's a real person yes, in New Orleans. Yes. But and so he wrote this song about it. It's a country song, but it's great. It says so whenever somebody come around, made her mad, she'd go. Another man done gone. And then, like, says, um, Then came a man named Handsome Jack. And he was, and he, like, he tempts her into marrying him. And, uh, or she says, If you marry me, I'll give you a million dollars. But then he, like, does her wrong. And so she then offs Handsome Jack, too. It, it's a great song. Another witch done wrong song, Kendall. <laughs> Starting off our He said goodbye, Marie. You're too damn ugly for a rich man like me. Then Marie started mumbling, her fangs started gnashing, her body started trembling, and her eyes started flashing. Starting off the witch song countdown. Kendall, uh, it's that voodoo that you do so well. 
And now that means it's time for number five. Oh, sakes alive. Number five. Kendall, what do you think of when when I say that person is such a Yoko? I wasn't like Yoko known for like being like very attached to John Lennon? Sort of. What what is else? What is? Might so it's like somebody that's really attached to the uh, hip? Or something else. If there's like the Yoko, there's a group and then there's a Yoko. What is it? Uh, so that like pulls somebody away from the group. Yes, they broke up the Beatles. This way, broke up the Beatles. Okay, never mind, Kendall. Let me just start over. Some people might think of a Yoko as someone who just breaks up a band, but I'm here to to debunk. Yoko is also someone who sings a song about witches and being a witch. It's from 1974, and it's called Yes. I'm a witch. Yes, I'm a witch. I'm a bitch. I don't care what you say. My voice is real. My voice is truth. Don't fit in your ways. I'm not gonna die for you. You might as well face the truth. I'm gonna stick around for quite a while. Bitch. Bitch. Yes, I'm a witch. Kendall, oh, I'm a witch. I'm a bitch. I don't care what you say. This is us, Kendall. This song is about us. <laughs> our, our voice is real. Our voice is truth. We don't fit in your way. Each time we don't say what we want to say, we're dying. Each time we don't say how we really feel, Everything. we're dying. Each time we get to do what we want to do, we're living. Each time we open our minds to what we see, we're living. Kendall, I'm a witch and I'm a bitch. I don't care what you say. Now you know that a Yoko is a person who sings a great song about being a witch called I'm a Witch. I was, yes, I was familiar with that song, Cliff. And and you have been teaching and volunteering down at the Busheltown Library for far too long. The way you ask questions, I was like, uh, I don't know what you're asking me exactly, but I was trying. <laughs> you were trying, you were trying. I was Can trying, you? I was doing my and best. And as a library volunteer, when I see a child painfully trying to sound out a word, I say, it's good that you try. And I well, say that you. to you, Kendall, it's good that you try. And it was good that I tried. I, that's why I said it, Kendall. I, this is <laughs> part of me. My voice is real. My voice is true. <laughs> so many pickle people here lining up for pickles and ice cream. Oh, a lot of pregnant ladies and several unpregnant people as well. <laughs> Although we still look pregnant. Oh, we look, some, some of the people who are not pregnant do look pregnant like Kendall and I do. Yes. But it's good that you guys stopped in here for whatever reason possibly could have inspired that because it's time for us to do a little segment called Hot Subject. Oh, oh, goodness dear. For whatever reason we came in here, we should leave. Too hot. Not at all appropriate here for a business opening, boys. Oh, that's it. That's why people come here to get pickles and cream and to hear some hot subjects. That's what we're here for. 
We're in, you know, and besides our speaker, it's turned very low outside. I doubt anybody can. People are really talking loudly. They can't hear us. There's a lot of people because you have to shout your pickle and ice cream order, you know, over the din of the, the whole crowd. So it's very, it's like a cacophony. A lot of people dropping things. So I think we're safe and hot subjects. It's a lot of stuff that I can't even believe we're going to talk about. Oh, no I can't either. But, um, but we've got to. It, it must be done, oh, Kendall. Nothing too controversial there, boys. Oh, dear, well, if we must, if we must. All right, well, Kendall. We'll see if we can't keep it tamed. Well, I can't be tamed, Kendall. No promises. No promises, no reward. Kendall, I don't know if you're going to die when you hear this or not. This is crazy. Have you heard this song? It's, uh, I'm as helpless as a cow stuck in a tree. Because a rescue crew in Louisiana came to the aid of a cow wedged in a tree above the floodwaters of Hurricane Ida. They had to use chainsaws to cut branches from the tree and bring the cow back down. Even though the highway nearby remains closed. Can you believe it, everybody, that climate change has gone this far? Putting cows in trees. What an utter disaster. Oh, Kendall, move away from me with your terrible jokes. (laughs) So many puns. (laughs) Please wrap this up, boys. I think people are starting to look over here. Oh, we're just getting started. We're just getting started. Uh, You thought that was hot. Everyone, this one is just... Too hot to handle almost. I'm worried even bringing it up on the show. Have you heard that it's finally come out after all these years what the hell Grimace is from McDonald's? Grimace, is he He's a milkshake? No, a lot of people speculated over the years he was a milkshake, but no, they finally come out. Uh, one of the franchise owners have said, uh, adding the character was meant to show that food tastes good and it's actually an enormous taste bud. There's a... Uh, you can see if you look at uh, slicings of taste buds under a microscope, they look like Grimace. He says that that's what it says that McDonald's has been very unusually tight-lipped about the purple creature's origins over the years. Uh, the closest ever come to providing explanation was a few variations of this of a tweet sent out t- from time to time. But uh, this was someone that that kind of let it slip that it was a, just a big old taste bud. Kendall, that's so hot. I can't even. I'm going to pretend I never. Heard it. Listeners, let's never speak you. of it told you. again. I hope it was not too offensive to if anybody, nobody's listening outside the booth. Dear, I'm not sure what a grimace is other than, a, than an expression. <laughs> it's an expression, dear. All right. Well, I've got another hot subject here. It's about a British man who bounced more than 10 miles on an inflatable ball to set a Guinness World Record and raise money for charity. He bounced. Oh, how lovely. <laughs> charity. <laughs> what people will do for sweet charity. Well, this guy bounced 13 miles down some coast. And he just, oh, he's so many hoppers. And he was just a huge crowd. And it was a big thing. And popping hoppers. And uh, he surpassed his 13,000 goal. And it went to a hospice care, and the bouncing is the hot part. Can you believe? What an ouch to my crotch, thinking of bouncing on a bouncy ball for 10 miles. Kendall, could you do it? Do you have an iron scrotum? I think I'd, if I just pretended there was like a really good pizza place 10 miles away, and I was bouncing toward it, maybe I could get the momentum going. 
No, never happened. Debunked. <laughs> no. <laughs> but if I did, I, you know, I did used to run many marathons. I think I could bounce for ten. No, months. you didn't bounce those marathons, though. <laughs> you ran them. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Okay, Cliff. Yeah. <clears throat> Another a hot subject. I start to say weird story. Uh oh. It's, it's weird and hot. Oh god. Oh, god. Oh, god. This god. man was at a god. local, god. Gr- not a local Busheltown drive-through, but a local, you know, national McDonald's. Another McDonald's story. Yeah. Local national McDonald's. Happened to see when he looked up a cow in the back seat of this woman's car. Oh my god! What did was it put there by the hurricane, like the tree? <laughs> no, uh, no, but this cow. I, you know, I almost just called you Kendall. How how crazy was that? I said no, Kendall, no Cliff. Well, this we'll one. We'll call Doctor Blathers emergency session right after this. <laughs> it's okay, Cliff. This cow, the family uh, finally find, found this person that posted this video and told them that it was a calf they had just purchased at a local auction with two other cows that were actually down below laying down. You couldn't see them, but they were just calf. The family, they just had to stop at McDonald's on the way home. They were hungry. They had been at auction all day. They had to get them some Mickey D's. Oh, I hope everybody's sitting in the back seat had on boots. Me too. Kendall and everybody, this is... You're gonna. This, if you thought anything so far was hot, this is hot. Imagine this happening to you. The TSA shared a video of an unappetizing situation. Kendall and Mrs. Potter Butter Turn Snowball. They resulted when a block of raw chicken ended up on the baggage carousel at a Seattle airport. Uh oh. No, that's not proper etiquette at all. Oh, my bowels. They would, they would react exactly this way if I saw raw chicken anywhere near my suitcases, my luggage, boys. Well, the TSA said that the chicken had apparently been in a cooler, but it had come free of its container, and it just ended up as a mass of raw meat. There is the, all the baggage came out. And the uh, unhygienic scene should serve as a reminder, the post says, to ensure checked baggage, especially uh, if it's meat, and make sure it's properly packaged. Don't let it fall out. Or how about... Don't fly with frozen meat. Don't. That's all. I don't know, Kendall. That seems to limit freedom, that uh, <laughs> <laughs> policy. So, oh, oh boys, uh, are you about finished with this? I think I see some ways that the pickle owner could help improve his business, and I think I better go tell him before he forgets. <laughs> That's so wonderful of you, dear. Let's go tell him at once. <laughs> <laughs> They're so helpful. They really are, Kendall. I wish they'd have been that helpful when I opened my store. <laughs> they helped they were a busy, lot. Though. They they helped a lot, Kendall. How soon we forget. All right, Kendall. What is the next number on the big witch song countdown? All right, Cliff. Number four. All right, Kendall. Now, this song is one that you hear every year. Do you and hear really... what I hear? Yes. It really gets into the Halloween spirit. You've put it on, I'm sure, several of my Halloween mix CDs over the years. 
And it really gets me. Is this a bit? Is this better foreplay for you, Cliff? Oh yeah, it's the song. Oh, you're getting me all ready for it. Oh, you? good, Cliff. Uh, if you're getting excited, it starts oh, with that. Oh yeah. Oh, with that, with that guitar. The bass comes in, Cliff. Those, those, those drums. They start hitting. Ooh, I'm getting excited. And then, and when I look out my window, so many sights to see. Oh. oh, Cliff, it's the season of the, the witch. So many different people to be. And it's strange. So strange. You got to pick up every stitch. And that's why I don't work up that much because it really takes a lot out of me. Must be the season of the witch. Listeners, did you, did you feel how satisfying that entry on the countdown was? That was <laughs> the best, Kendall. That was so good. Okay, we, I've, now I've that read we your know, comment cards. Now that we know you can do it, we'll be expecting it. Every time I read your comment cards, and I'm gonna work on improving. All right, thank you. <laughs> Number three, <laughs> O M G. Number three. God, who's tired? Who needs a cigarette? Uh, uh-uh, I'm ready for another round. Kendall. Number three. <laughs> this is a great song, and when you hear it, it is sort of stunning to think that it was released in 1959. Because it has <laughs> some fun uh, wordplay, I guess is how you would say it. Yeah. And it's... You gotta pick up every stitch. Uh, you do have to pick up every stitch. And this is... Uh, it's uh, Also, bonus, this song, recorded by a Halloween icon in someone we see in a Halloween movie every year, Eartha Kitt. And it's I'd rather be burned as a witch than never be burned at all. Well, I lose my eyes to invite you, my lips to delight you, and all the charms of the feminine wiles to excite you. They say that I'm a witch and that I weave a spell. Well, I'll be a son of a and a wonder. Well, let me tell you, brother, I'd rather be burned as a witch than never be burned at all. Oh, Kendall, are you familiar Beautiful. with this song? I'm familiar. Oh, I'm familiar. All right. Uh, I thought you were still going. I didn't want to interrupt. I didn't want to interrupt your flow. Oh, it's but it's because it's funny when you hear it because it's one of those that uses your mind to fill in the dirty blanks. You just fill in bitch and hell. In your mind, in the song. <laughs> and it was 1959 when this came out. Which, that, this makes me think of uh, something weird that happened. My charms don't do you, my arms don't glue you. And all of the hicks of the weaker sex to voodoo you. Yeah, you say that I'm a witch. 
Uh, back in the summer, I was riding with my father in his car, and he has satellite radio, and he was listening to country of the 90s music, and mm-hmm. there were two songs in a row. One of them was Jody Messina, who I love, and then I, the other one might have been Toby Keith. It might not have been. But both of them had a part in it, this was back to back, had a part where your mind filled in ass in the song uh-huh. in the same way. And so I thought that was just, that <laughs> must have been a big thing in country in the 90s because Joe D. Messina says, we something on the grass, spend a lot of time, knocked on our, and, and I don't remember what uh-huh. the other one was. But uh, so anyway, well ahead of its time. That was country in the 90s. This was Eartha in the 50s. My eyes don't invite you. My lips do delight you. And you never can tell when I use my cheek to bite you. They say that I'm a witch. But I weave a spell. But I'll be a son of a and a wonder. Well, let me tell you, brother. I'd rather be burned as a witch than never be burned at all. And it's also a very uh, feminist anthem. And it's just excellent. And it's Eartha Kit from Batman and from Ernest. Scared. So yeah. stupid. Old Lady Hackmore. Well, you know, what's funny is right after you, the reason it took me a second to respond to that song is because when you said Eartha Kit, and then you said, I'd rather be burned as a witch than not to be burned at all. And I pictured her in Ernest. And uh-huh. I, I was like, was that a line from Ernest? <laughs> it called, I was like, oh, no, no, no. You're, you're. Saying the song. <laughs> I wish that they could have had her perform that. I'll uh, oh, God. bet in Hocus See, Pocus for that. That would be great. The only thing that is the only thing Ernest Scared Stupid is missing it's is missing. a musical number with Eartha Kit. What <laughs> were they thinking? Letting that go. Uh mistakes. We've all made a few. That was their one. Mistakes were made. That was only Regrets one. The only been, one. Yeah. All right, Kendall. All right, that, that's <clears throat> something everybody should know. Is it? Indeed it is! There so are, so are these things everyone should know. It's time for the game show that makes you feel dumb. Here we are, Cliff. Things you should know. Things you should know. Kendall, what Canadian bombed in his own talk show and came back in his hit sitcom, Growing Pains? Shit, I don't know. Is that Michael J. Fox? Oh, no, he was in Family Ties. Thank you for self-correcting. No, this was Alan Thick. Alan Thick. I, I, I couldn't. I, I always get for some reason lately. I've been confusing Growing Pains and Family Ties in my brain. Oh God. I'm so, and I'm, it, I'm I'm starting around the corner, Cliff. We're going home. Get Crockpot. Just she's got to go and get Doctor Blathers just on the line for right when we step out. <laughs> I'm gonna need more therapy soon. Okay, Cliff. <clears throat> Which elephant can't be domesticated? The African elephant or the Indian elephant? Kendall, I refuse on the grounds of intense racism for both answers. <laughs> that actually wasn't the question I meant to ask you. Thank Here's the God. right one. All right. What character's shoes have been filled by Roger Moore, George Lazenby, and David Niven? Oh my god, Kendall, do you think I'm an idiot? Do you think I'm a complete fool? Oh my god, moron, of course! The one, the only, Ebenezer Scrooge. Wrong! 
No. Okay. All right. 007, James Bond. Oh, oh, 007. I thought you were going to try again. Gotcha. Now, Kendall, once I give up, I give up. Kendall, (laughs) what sitcom character's face became the most widely recognized in the U.S. in 1973? Oh, 73. Uh, Yogi Bear? Oh, no, not the great sitcom character Yogi Bear. Oh, I was thinking cartoon. Archie Bunker. Oh, Archie Bunker. Sorry, I really went off the rails on that one. Went off the rails. Get back on the rails, Kendall. What are you, a ghost? What is the symbol for the uh, zodiacal? (laughs) What is that? How do you pronounce that? Zodiacal? I don't know. I've never never seen that word written out. It's the zodiac sign. This is written Z-O-D-I-A-C-A-L. The zodiacal sign. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. Cliff, what's the symbol for the zodiac sign? Aries. Aries is, a, it's, there isn't one. That's a trick question. There isn't one because it's air. It's invisible air. Wrong, Cliff. It's a ram. Oh, <laughs> debunked. I don't think so. All right, Kendall. <laughs> Check out the zodiacal <laughs> The zodiac. I got it. Somebody give me the zodiacal uh, <laughs> thing on the thing. Kendall, what sci-fi anthology series presented such episodes as A Nice Place to Visit and The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street? Uh, was that Twilight Zone? Oh, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Are we in the Twilight Zone? Kendall just got a question right. We've stepped over oh. into the Twilight Zone. I can't believe it. I, I, I almost said the Munsters. I'm glad I actually changed my mind and had a correct answer. Okay, Cliff. Let's see. What do we got? I got one more for you. Okay. Who invented the automobile in the year 1885? Oh, my God. Steve Otto. No, Cliff. That would be Carl Benz. Oh, like Mercedes Benz? Yep, that's the one. Uh oh! Blew that one. All right, Kendall. What <laughs> what cop show focused on dropouts named Julie Barnes, Pete Cochran, and Link Hayes? Dragnet. No, Kendall wasn't wasn't show about us. Fatnet. It was the Mod Squad. Oh, the Mod Squad. Wouldn't expect a square <laughs> like you to get that one right. Wrong. All right. Again. We're back from the Twilight Zone. Kendall's back to getting everything wrong, <laughs> just like me. All right. Damn. It short lived. Short lived. <laughs> Can't spend forever in the Twilight Zone. Kendall got to come back to this hellscape <laughs> called reality. All right, Cliff. Back to our witchy countdown songs. I mean, I. I think we all know what number one's going to be, so I'm just going to go with what I think number two's going to be. All right. Cliff, number two. This song (laughs) originated as an intro to a beloved sitcom television show of the late, what was it, 60s, I think? Uh. About a little witch that used to. Her nose back and forth when she wanted things. Cliff, that is bewitched, bewitched. I don't know the whole words, but it's bewitched, Cliff, the theme song for the television show Bewitched. (laughs) 
save everybody a lot of time. I'm just gonna go ahead and veto. Veto! Alright, go ahead, try again. Kendall, Alakazam, my nose. Now, here's another. Here's a better one. <laughs> that was a joke one, everybody. So, it's vetoed. Veto. Why is it vetoed? Oh, we're asking for explanations now. Bailiff, would you please see him out of the booth? Now, Kendall, there's no, first of all, there's no lyrics. And it's not exactly a song. It's more of a uh, minute-long opening. It, you know, were we to be counting down the great uh, instrumental television themes and you brought it up, I, I would have no power, no reason to veto. But it, it does have lyrics. What are they? Hold on. Yeah, hold on right here. Bewitched, bewitched, bewitched you've got me in your spell. you got me in your spell. Bewitched, bewitched, bewitched you know your craft you so well. You know your craft so well. Before I knew what you were doing, I looked Kendall. in your eyes. Now I'm going to veto it just on the grounds that it's bad. Okay, so just any other witch song would be great. If you could just dig another one out of the uh, pile over there. And, you know, we love your effort. We love you. Our feelings about you have not changed. But, you know. What do you think is number one? Because I think you're wrong. I thought it was I put a spell on you. I know you're wrong now. So Well, then number two, I put a spell on you. Oh! Oh, ho, ho. Hello, sailor. My name's Winifred. What's going I put a spell on you. There were the listen. Could have been a lot of people, people in line watching. Nice. And this is part of a little She's trying to say, she's trying to tell him, no, we're not fighting. It's not a fight. It's not a paella. Oh, no, I'm level to tell fight. him it is a fight. It's, it's a not a fight. No, it's totally beast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just over here looking up uh, Hexes clear In my uh, book of witchcraft Hey Max, great show Cover your Hexes Oh, that's too bad I, I got on iron underwear today So nothing getting through <laughs> Oh, I wish we had a camera True. What's true is true, Kendall. And what's really true is that number one, number one, unequivocally, we're there. It's been a long, long climb up this countdown mountain to the peak of number one. And when Kendall, it was not foolish for him, for once, to assume that I put a spell on you from Hocus Pocus would be number one. I see where he's coming from, because he was just a few tracks off from on the soundtrack. The r- real number one is sung by a different witch. And it's part 
of a spell. And it's just, it's real short, Kendo. Should have been eight minutes long. Use thy voice, Sarah! Fill the sky! Bring the little brats to die! <laughs> Could you imagine an eight-minute remix of this? How good it would be! Yeah. And it will be when they make the new Hocus Pocus. Although Cliff, I have to, I have to veto because that's a spell, not a song. <laughs> you know, it, we can only have songs on this count, but oh, not spells. Oh, it's a song. It's a song that is a spell. And like the thing of yours was a song that was a theme song. But, Kendall, this is, remind our listeners, this is a countdown of love, and even if people make huge mistakes, like Kendall has done, then we still forgive them. If I accept your apology, And we still go on, and I accept your apology. (laughs) Now let's go bake up over some pickle ice cream. Oh, God, no, the line's too long. Let's just go down to the erotic bakery and get something that's a day old. We can get Ooh, that right away. I'll go tell them to put some wood in their oven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you here next week with uh, oh, friendly oh, count. Oh, <laughs> there are very many pregnant ladies waiting to get in from outside, and the owners of the pickles and cream have asked that you remove your booth at once. Oh, you're taking up a lot of valuable space. Get Charles over here to disassemble. We've, we're, we're done with the show anyway. We're done with the show anyway. Get him to disassemble. We've got to go. We're going down to this other, the, not to the clown store. Why? The, they didn't ask the clowns to come out and support today. Wonder they didn't why. ask me either. Well, that, I mean, I understand that. But what, why I was saying about the clowns is I don't understand. Because their store is just very successful. It's been there for oh, years. Oh, dear, this is improper etiquette standing here so long when they've asked us to move. <laughs> yes, please stop changing the subject, boys, and trying to drag this on and on and on. All right. Well, we've got to go. Kendall already walked out the front door up there. So, all right, well, I'm Cliff. I've been Cliff. And this is the show. And, ooh, it's put a spell on us all. And oh, as a dear, sp- really? We yes. should move the booth. Oh, uh, yeah, all right. All right, well, here. Oh, here. Oh my, there's the... Okay, Charles is already unscrewing things out there. All right, this is it. Thanks for listening to Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast. Binge listen to more episodes at cliffandkindle.podbean.com.
Yep, that's the one.